When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we The Boys Cast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast of our generation, the only podcast for the dogs, it's the gentlemen. fellas, it's gentlemen the gentlemen, the G's, the homies, the pals, I apologize the amigos. To, I mean, I just want to say you, it's gentlemen and ladies. It's, it's not ladies and gentlemen. Always gentlemen. And the podcast is gentlemen and ladies. It's gentlemen and and only gentlemen, if your girlfriend's listening, take the headphones off. You don't want her to get shocked. You're going to want to put her in a chest. Then you're going to lock up that chest. It's only two hours. Ladies, it's not going to be that long. You'll be fine. Pour in one out. Just for think me. about the stuff you want to buy. Think about this. And we'll pour one out for Mr. Saget. Yep. That was an unfortunate one. A fucking G. You know, he was one of the few guys where like, because we know so many people who know him. And then everybody like to a T, everybody's like. He was like the best guy. But you know how like when everybody, someone dies, nobody's speaking ill of the dead. But you know, a lot of times you're like, was he really? No, nah, people posted. Bob Saget the, was the one where you're like. No, people posted the, all the like texts he sent. And uh, it, it, he was one of those guys that like followed up with everyone. Yeah, being, yeah like, that's what I'm saying. How's the family? Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, people die and you're just like, they're like, oh, he was, he never had a ill. Yeah, and yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah he did. I like, never do any of that stuff. It, it, totally, it, it sort of makes you think, you know, go, should I be following up with people more? I know. I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, friends call. I get like, you know, call him the other day. He's calling me. I go, what is this? Is this a call to chat? Oh, yeah. Like, what are you I doing here? I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> no, no call to chat. <laughs> yeah. But these, it uh, seems like these Hollywood guys that everyone likes, it was, it is a nice thing. And everyone's like, it's tell it's gone. Cause at first you go, what are you texting me for? Are you, like, yeah. Do you have something to talk to me about? But then when they're dead, you're just like, pretty. Like probably should have been uh, that was actually yeah, like mean, a respectful I'm, move uh, for sure. And I mean, he was a good guy. Just... So you know what I mean. Keep in touch with those people. Yeah, keep in touch because <laughs> you never know. When, I uh, well, my thing too. The Lord is going to take. Is you. I actually been getting peak loopiness? So yeah. I've been just. I, I got. Usually I get control of it, but then I was just doing too many twelve-hour days, too much like you know, stand up till one, waking up early, work ten hours, then you know, haul myself off to do three shows every night, and then when that when I get peak Luby, that's when I you know forget the keys. No, you the know, best one was the comedy club one. That well, that was one of them. The first thing I did, so I was I was at the cellar and I was taking a cab to Brooklyn Comedy Club, uh, Uber. So I got in the I got in the car. I get about a minute away and for some reason I look around I go fuck I screwed up I went to the wrong location because there's one in Brooklyn and one in the lower in the lower east side so I and I tell the cab driver I go hey or the Uber driver I go hey can I keep can I switch this because I went to the wrong location I message Mike Harrington who runs Brooklyn I go hey I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be there on time because I took the wrong thing then I kept trying to press the address change into the lift mm-hmm. it wasn't working so I go he goes I got another I go fine whatever so I get out I call another lift and then as I'm calling the lift, I look up at the comedy club and I go, no, I actually am at the one in Brooklyn. So in my, in my mm-hmm. mind, I'm in the Lower East Side at the wrong comedy club. I look up at, and then I look up, I go, oh, 
So I'm at the right club for for the last seven minutes. I've been thinking, panicking because I went to the wrong place. This is a place I've been to. Didn't you think 50 that you times. were? At, well, didn't you say you thought you were actually at the old club, but they just renovated it to look like? The well, new that one? was second because my brain started to <laughs> rationalize. I looked up and I see the new club, and I go, "Oh, I guess they changed the old club <laughs> to look like the new club." Just so you know, the old club is a <laughs> hundred and maybe two hundred square feet. The entire thing. And the, the Brooklyn doesn't look like the Lower no, East Side. No, I mean none of it. None Something of it. in my brain fucking sounds like you had a bit me. of a psychotic episode. I had a psychotic episode, and then I get inside, and I'm telling Harrington, I go, he goes, yeah, why'd you tell me that you're not going to make it, and then you're here one minute later? I go, yeah, pretty long story. <laughs> and then as I'm talking to him, my phone rings. The other Uber that I called five minutes ago is like, yeah, I'm here to take you to fucking, the, I guess, to the location that you're already at, because mm -hmm. this guy was going to pick. So then basically- Yeah, so he got a call to take you, to pick you up at the location, to drop you off at the location. That's location. correct. Yeah. I don't know how they lift yeah, yeah, Lyft should probably that. Yeah, Lyft should definitely be like, are you sure? Right. So that basically- that was the first thing then that night we go to fucking where uh, 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 Shane Gillis had his Caroline's thing and everyone went to party at Joe DeRosa's bar so I go there I'm already uh, all day I've been doing loopy oh, stuff this was, I love and then this I, one. <laughs> I go oh the, my god this was awesome in the bar I was like do you guys have like White Claw or like a seltzer on top or whatever and they go yeah we do so then I basically drank like four or five of these seltzers on top. In my mind, I'm cranking them. And they're this big. They're like giant glasses of yeah. seltzer. So I go to Joe DeRosa. I was like, pretty sick that you guys have like white claw on tap. He goes, what? He goes, why are you drinking that? Did you stop, did you stop drinking or something? I go, well, I talked to your bartender. He said, you have seltzers on tap. She's like, yeah, we do a seltzer on tap without alcohol in it. So for the fucking two hours, I've been cranking glasses of water. Yeah. I mean, really, the real question is why you were acting so drunk. Because you were really, Ryan was like telling everybody he loved them. He's fucking singing songs. He's like everybody, he's making everybody cheers and he's just drinking water the whole time. I go, I never tell you I fucking love you, man. No, no, no. You don't understand. Yeah, you don't know, man. You go, Ryan, you're drinking water. I go, without this for you, I couldn't even fucking the podcast be nothing. I'm telling people I don't know. I go, yeah, yeah. buddy, we should start a fucking business. <laughs> I'm starting businesses and then fucking six months, six, six hours later, I drum five seltzers deep. Yeah. So I've been doing that stuff all week. So I have to do something to reset myself because mm -hmm. it's be, it's out of control right now. Anyway, <laughs> this is one. Okay. I have one. Uh, that thing was that, funny. I like the seltzer one. Yeah. Everyone had a good laugh at my expense. It was a yeah, fun, 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 the laugh. Fun laugh. It was a fun laugh we had. It was a fun laugh everyone had at my expense. But one thing that I noticed that was interesting, just, uh, you know, just in the last little bit, I've been fairly comedy focused in my mind, uh, stand up oriented, trying to figure out, you know, trying to write a new hour and all this stuff. Right. And one of the things that was in, uh, I, that maybe I've noticed in other parts of life, but you know, I, I was kind of making the joke that, you know, white people appropriate everything even hating white people mm -hmm. like that was if you look at like all the people that are like fucking white people suck you're like yeah. oh you're doing like a farrakhan thing from back in the day right <laughs> yeah. you know it's like that so it's interesting because i saw a show and i've seen this a couple times where you see a white person you know it'll be like a stand-up yeah like a white stand-up and then you'll see maybe like a white girl like lesbian sort of situation back to back doing a ton of like oh we got the white people in the crowd like you know white girls are the problem like white people do this white people do that right yeah. like this is why white people are so a handful right uh -huh. and then 
a black person goes on and kind of does like traditional, like, oh, that's white people. And it's everyone's like, yeah, we heard the last three Thorda comics. Yeah, yeah. So like it's almost the, like white people and girls with, and stuff have stolen all the white people jokes. And then black the, people well, who, who traditionally, that was always a top. Like if you watch Def Jam from the 80s, it yeah, was all like yeah, well, white people be driving. I mean, dude, the fucking the Richard Pryor white voice, which right, then right, like, right. you know, every Eddie Murphy did that. And the Dave Chappelle, they all just do that exact white guy voice. Yeah. It's like, oh, hello. It was a, it's a genre of comedy. Yeah. Like black guy kind of talking to why white people are fucking, you know, I mean, dorks, really right? what the answer here is, is that it's become a literal hacky subject and everybody's just doing it. Yes, but it's yeah exactly <laughs> it's so hacky that like doesn't even matter your race it's just like but white that, people are bad but it's but it that's the uh, that is obvious that you know it's the same as calling someone Karen is like yeah. you know you're really you're gonna be on stage doing a Karen joke or making a movie about that kind of stuff right yeah. but the funny part to me is that if the order is the black guy going last, it's just funny for a black guy going on stage and being like, I can't make fun of white people because like all the white people already like stole well, the Well, yeah, it's like if he wants to play the game on hard mode, he has to be like, man, white people are the best. <laughs> Give it up for white people. It wouldn't be in hard mode because it actually would be, you know, a better joke because it'd be un more unexpected. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But but you're like, you'd have to, they'd be so used to just being like, yeah, we are the worst. And this guy's like, no, you're the best. And he'd be like, hyping right. everybody up. Well, it's, I, so, it's sort of like when you do the edgy show, if if they put you on like a edgy show where it's like the fucking dark material edgy boy show, yeah, right? And you're the clean guy wearing the suit. Well, you want to be because you go yeah. on and nine guys do their like having sex with corpses jokes. Yeah. And then you go on stage and you do that and it feels gross, well, right? You don't want to like be the guy that said something for the seventh time in a row. No. Dude, if I, I don't want to go on stage and like, you know, the whole premise of like, especially when you're like, if something's like making fun of women, a lot of times the whole thing is it's in the context of all day long you hear how great they are. So it's funny for someone to just unabashedly like, you know, make be aggressive like that, right? Yeah. But if nine guys in a row go up and be like, and fucking women are the worst, you go on stage and you're just like, fucking, yeah, uh, what do I, I have to add? I agree with the last Yeah, guy. what do I have to add to this? <laughs> But it's funny that white people appropriated black king white people jokes that they can't really do them anymore yeah. without being just like a... Na- <laughs> yeah. Like that used to be... If you were the black guy on the show, the same reason that I feel like when I'm a, on the only white guy in a black show, yeah. there's almost like an advantage, right? You're like if I, when I would do like a lot of the urban shows in Toronto, you're, you get this extra pump of being the white guy, the way that a white rapper does or the way that a girl playing basketball There's a novelty. Does. Yeah, There's a novelty. Yeah. So it used to be almost like an easy kill to just be like, you fucking white people. You know how many black guys we know their first little bit would just be like, oh, white people in the crowd, this and that. But it's like now that doesn't work anymore yeah. for them because like no. white girls, it sort of stole the white people are bad. You sure as hell aren't going to be the white guy being like the black people are bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like... Although I guess black people could go with some sort of different race. They could just move on. Go, Whatever. Well. There's more topics than that, but it's it's just funny the way <laughs> that whole thing shook down. Yeah. But in the but, po- oh sorry. Yep. I was nope. just gonna say this just reminded me of I was uh, last week I ended with the the 2022 joke or whatever, and then someone messaged me a comic in New York said he was at a show and a girl did that joke. She did not. Yeah. He goes. She did the the 2020 too well is that better than the jokes that i've been doing so this is my this is my new (laughs) opener i say uh i say so the new york times uh just released another article about covid and january 6 the paper of record more like the paper of broken record That's it. Way better than the 2022. <laughs> you think show. I should be? You think I? What do you think? That's uh. But maybe I should call it my new special. That's the paper like, of broken record. That's like what I would cons- I would classify <laughs> that joke right there as an edgy dad joke. Yeah, that, it's an that, edgy dad joke. You think it's that's a dad, an edgy joke, dad joke? But it's not like in the kind of trite 
dad joke territory. You yeah. like hear that, you go, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to take a break, uh, paper of broken record at this stage. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> well, again, it's still a dad joke, so you don't want to do that on stage, but I'm just saying it's an edgy dad joke. That's the cool dad, an uncle joke. Edgy dad joke's an edgy uncle joke. Yeah. Uncles have a little more leeway. But so we probably got sent this by a lot of different people. But there's this politician who posted this photo of his wife shoveling snow. So good. <laughs> yeah, it was Canada. A, it was a 10 out of 10. And this, the thing is, so there's a Huff Post write an article about it, which is interesting to me. You know, you might have seen our video, uh, Total Equality, which is what we're hoping for mm-hmm. in every sort of way. I'd like yep. to see women pot, porta potty cleaners. And this, uh, so he basically said, Many people are wondering why Manitoba politician John Reese didn't help his wife shovel snow after she worked a 12-hour shift at the local hospital. And they said politician praise of snow-shoveling wife leaves many Twitter users cold. So, nice. interesting, though. Well, my question... First off, he did make her breakfast. That was part of the tweet. He goes, I'm making her breakfast while she yep. shovels that snow. But I'll tell you what Huffington Post didn't do. Like it. So Huffington Post had a little bit of a problem oh, really? with a woman shoveling snow. Uh, and she's, that's the thing. She ticked a lot of boxes. Healthcare worker. Yeah. So she's like basically came back from like a 12 hour shift of like that's what it being says, a nurse yeah. and like defeating COVID. And his tweet said, even after the 12 hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel snow and posting. This is so funny though. But God he was bless her to- and all of our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. So he's making her breakfast. But he's literally like, if imagine the roles were reversed. Female MP, husband's a uh, fucking, would be a doctor in this case. Be nothing. But, you know, but whatever he goes, comes home after 12 hours, shoveling snow and she goes, I'm going to make him breakfast. And everybody would be like, great. I think that the point of the matter is, is Huffington Post, this is what their places like this have been looking for for since the beginning. This is what they want, right? This is their goal in life. Everyone's equal. We all do all the things. And then when it sees it, the only thing they can think is, "Mm, the man's still wrong here. And I think this is a point in case that none of this is about anything other than they don't like dudes. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't like dudes, and then yeah, they just don't. They don't want like like I'm sure they've probably this had be some, an inspirational they probably story. had to like write this one and then delete the like why aren't there enough female snow removing companies and they go let's delete that before we run they probably don't even delete it but they probably have some like why are there it's not in the any, database yeah it's in the database why are there not why there aren't enough female snow removal companies or something and <laughs> yeah. Then, or like, why are shovels designed like specifically for the size of men? Yeah. Like, you know, like all the things. And you go, okay. This guy was getting it on all ends too, by the yeah. way. So it proves them he a million He was trying things. to literally like raise up his wife to be like, she's such a bad, what a bad badass. Bitch. Bad bitch. Badass. Like, look at my wife, everybody. Such a badass. A and everybody's just like, fuck you. Well, the girls, this is what, this is a microcosm of the whole world. Because they always say, you know, this idea of like, uh, uh, you know, that this is, you know, girls actually like it more and men just need to lay off. So it's like, no, what actually happens? Every dude on the internet bitches you around mm-hmm. and then girls call you a bitch too. And no one, <laughs> no, like I said, I've had a situation where I hired someone to, you know, put in shelves for me uh-huh. and legitimately, you know, you're dating a girl and she's looking at you like, I guess I'll fuck him then. <laughs> and these are, you know, yeah. progressive New York Toronto chicks. We're not talking about some, you know, girl that's got the American flag logo no, in her bio. No. Imagine that girl. She'd look at me and she'd watch you getting that. She'd be like, yeah, my last boyfriend drove NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the best Next, is- I'm going to have to find out that you can't rig a base fishing line. Base. Bass. <laughs> 
They're going to get you for that in the comments, yes. Ryan. Well, you just did this. I think I'm proving my own point yeah, yeah, yeah. that I can't even string together the right analogy <laughs> of a thing that a man would do that I'm not able to do. I can't sure. even I can't even come up with my analogy properly of yeah. something that I can't do. Yeah, you're not even good at analogies. Yeah. So um, this is what happens. You know, too, that that guy has to he has to run for re-election at some point. And then I'm sure there's gonna be like an attack ad against them where it's like, <laughs> you know, where it's like <laughs> like the weird music. It is like, what's his name? Uh, John Ray's. I think. It's like John Ray's hates women. <laughs> he makes his wife shovel the snow after a 12 hour shift helping COVID patients in the ICU. Do you really yeah. want a guy like John Rice running for MP in Manitoba? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of John Rice's wife's back. <laughs> she shovels her 12 inches of snow. And then John Rice won't even give her his four inches. John Rice is getting fucking oh, murdered. Oh, he's getting killed. And he, like, honestly, the one of my favorite things slash, like, kind of worst pathologies of social media is the thing where the guy is like, really well intentioned mm -hmm. and like there is no ill intention and then someone just picks up like how you could just you know you can see two things different ways and then they just take the negative way and then everybody just like enjoys the pile on they don't know how to take it's the like positive i mean look way. there is a there is like a you know a mob there's a, like a comforting feeling about being in the mob they love being part of the mob there is something like there is a physical thing about just like you're in the mob it feels good they're the dawn of yelling at people yeah some of the jokes on it were pretty good too there was a <laughs> the people posting the best joke was the guys posting a her hands look like this, all bubbly and uh, oh, uh, yeah, frostbitten, yeah. so his hands could look like this, playing video yeah. games. <laughs> There's some good ones. And then his wife's response, his wife started a Twitter account just to say, all I wanted to do was shovel snow. Yeah. So the moral of the story is, is you. this is the future. You get your wife to shovel the snow. Mm -hmm. You get your wife to put the shelves and the beds together and stuff like that. Get your wife to carry the refrigerator up. Just don't On her back. post it. Yes. yes. You want, you want your girl don't, walking but up the again, stairs. It's like, why can't you? He's like, again, he's like, it's so obvious. Like he's just praising her being like, Hey, look at don't this. Don't praise shit, buddy. Yeah. Just like keep that shit. Give her a fucking firm handshake when she comes in. Now you're damned if you do. Damned a, a if you don't. Bowl of cereal, firm handshake. And you go, out <laughs> of girl, get the bag. Girl, get the fucking do, work. And we'll do it again tomorrow. That's what you give her for, you know, they were like, oh, you trying to make women vacuum? It's like, no, I'm trying to make them shovel and bricklay. <laughs> I'm giving her a scoop. I love the 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 debate about women's agency that goes on because there's there's That's such another a, part. There's of such it. a flip flop of like women, especially when it comes to like the whole Me Too stuff, where there's like women have no agency at all, and then women have all the agency. And you go, okay, she wanted to like shovel the snow, nah, and then you they're made like, her. no, you're just like, no, it's like internalized misogyny or whatever, nah, making her, her making her shovel because she thinks that's like what she needs to do to like get the respect of her husband. <clears throat> well. Moving on, I don't think that men are going to be able to shovel snow in the near future because they've been fucking destroyed. Mm -hmm. All the low-value males right now, there is bad news. So Bad news! Yeah, this isn't going to be good for all of us, boys. But what happened was some woman, she decided to destroy all the low-value males in the world with rap. I know. 
And she said, you know, I love to be creative and I'm really talented with words. So, you know, this is already going to be a really good one, right? Anyone who, anyone who makes their statements using rap is always one of my favorite things. Yep. <laughs> Philosophies. You small D's. You small D's. Low value man. Should we take a, should we wrap some of it? Yeah, we're going to wrap some of it. The more, the more I come back to myself, the more creative I get. And I had a lot of time to thank FTS for all their therapy. So all of the best rappers are always, you know, very mm -hmm. into therapy. That's what happens. She's at her therapy. This is and a therapist goes, how was your day? She goes, you know, tell me about what day. She goes, you know what? I just really need your advice. Like, can you rhyme slice with mice? Would that work? <laughs> she goes, all the best rappers do lots of therapy. I've known that. And she said, well, I made a rap and you can make it a rap or you read it in a poetic way. And to be honest, I just think it's sick. But I'll tell you, you won't be thinking sick, us. Yeah. So if you're, she also says she made this in less than five minutes. She she makes a point of saying, <laughs> just so you know, She's if you think to this is super, yeah, she goes, if this is, if, yeah, like you should know, it's if you think it's super shit, I made it in five minutes. I if would, you're blown away, yeah. I made it in less than five minutes. I would say to you, if you have something big to do tomorrow, you know, a job interview, I would turn, I would skip this portion of the podcast because he's <laughs> gonna put you in a bad spot. Yeah. After you take this blow, all right, we're gonna start it out. She goes. What do you expect for me to lay down and say yes, please? For me to get down on my knees and say yes, please? <laughs> she says you rhymed yes, please with yes, please. There she goes. How do you how how you think you are above me, high above flowing, when your reducing hairline is the only thing showing? Oh, <laughs> oh shit! She goes. <laughs> it's also receding, not reducing. Ryan. Yeah. So she's fucking in Danny's face right now. She's got your number. She says your hairline's receding. You well, you think you're kind of above her flowing, yeah. which is for sure one of those things where it goes backwards. Because you know that when you're writing this line where you go high above flowing, when you're reducing hairline is the only thing showing. I don't think that, first of all, neither of them that great, but I think she came up with your reducing hairlines are the only thing showing. Then she had to work backwards where she goes, uh, what if he's flowing, flowing, you flowing, think she, flowing? You think you're flowing? You think she was, she, <laughs> but you're reducing airline. I don't know. What, I don't get. What, yeah, high above flowing. <laughs> well, she needed something to rhyme with her big line about showing. <laughs> she goes. She's off to a good start. Yeah, she's off to a pretty good start. My standards are existing. I level up on the living that you preach that you are a king. But I don't see you giving, so. Oh, shit. So, oh, shit. So that's a thing, Danny. Now, not only is your hairline receding, you don't really give people that much money, right? Yeah. Not only are you bald, you're not giving. Yeah. Feels like she sort of blew her load with the bald comment, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that probably was one of the better <laughs> lines so far. Well, she was making a list of things she was going to diss the people for, and the first one says, you know, this guy's fucking losing his hair. The uh, second one, he wasn't even not giving. No. We should have got a beat so we could rhyme over the beat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So she's back on what do you expect again. She goes, what do you expect? That's sort of her theme, right? What do you expect for me to lay back and listen when all I hear is blah, 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 and you sneak dissing? And your sneak dissing. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you what he wasn't expecting because her big theme of the rap is what are you expecting? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what she wasn't expecting, him to get destroyed by rap. No. What he wasn't giving. No. Fucking... You think the guy who this is about got it sent to him after like one bad date? I think so, dude. Yeah. I think he was right now. He's trying to look up hair transplants and stuff like that because he's got fucking. She's got in his head. He probably's gonna choke when he got, he showed up to the thing. He would just choke. The centuries made you think that you're on top of each world. I got you laying in a corner, knees up, curled. Oh shit! <laughs> so, he's not giving. I want to hear Busta Rhymes do this. 
They don't really say anything the guy did. They're just like, he's in general. Like, if you're just, a low-value male, you're going to yeah. fucking get it, dude. You're in the scope. Also, uh, more of a roast of all men now, too, right? She's like, centuries. She's like, centuries yeah. sort of made oh, you yeah, think yeah. that this. So it seems seems like this is more about men in general. I can, I can say that there's always one thing that's clear and that she didn't know a word that rhymed with patriarchy because it's not in there. That's true. She couldn't yeah. figure one out. She was like, for, uh, although there's uh, maybe malarkey, <laughs> if you want a little Biden That's the reference. best one, the big words, and they have the one that is, you know, that's the thing. I'm here dealing with all this malarkey. <laughs> well, then fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> oh, shit. So she's saying all men are sort of balding, so that's just a diss to all the low-value males out there. Yeah, even though balding so, men have So fuck y'all. So she's sort of going with the Dr. Dre format. Yeah. Who you think sold them all. So fuck y'all. Who think that you got it all coming? You live in your mom's basement, white socks with your Cheetos, hand drumming. Oh, shit. Oh, there, actually, you know what it is? My bad. Here's the thing. Drumming to the beat that is called the patriarchy. I wake you up from your dream. You are a waste of energy. (laughs) No, energy. Drumming to the beat that is called the patriarchy. I wake you up from your dream. Cut that malarkey. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Drumming to the beat of the the patriarchy. I wake you up from your dream. You're a waste of energy. You're a waste of energy. Patriarchy. No, you have to go. That's what it is. I drum into the beat that is the patriarchy. Uh, I wake you up from your dream. You're a waste of energy. <laughs> of the patriarchy. Yeah, we're gonna have to make You're some, a waste of energy. We're going to have to make some edits. We're, we're, we're changing. We're going to change it up. So the, she's sort of saying that she's back to a specific guy now, not not all men, when she says it's a guy that has white socks and he has Cheetos on his hand. Yeah, drumming. I don't even get like what the, the white socks is a diss. I didn't realize white socks was such a diss either. Yeah. But, and also- Well, she I guess all the fancy socks are in- Well, she's saying this this guy's drumming. You know, he's sitting in his house. Boop, 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 boop. Eating Cheetos. <laughs> Eating Cheetos. Not realizing this is tack che- Oh, Cheeto hands. <laughs> He's a waste of energy, man. Yeah, and he's drumming to the beat that's called the patriarchy. Wake up from your dream, pal. My yeah. queens are rising. My boundaries are firm. Don't have a big mouth when all you got is a worm. Oh, so, shit. Now you're bald, your dick's small. Clue, clue, clue. <laughs> Do you think that's a dick joke, saying that all you got I, is a worm? I would guess that that's a, that's a dick joke. So she's saying your dick looks like a worm now. Yeah. So you're balding, you're drumming on your hands, you're covered in Cheetos, you got white socks on, you don't give that much. <laughs> And then she says, and for the scrotes that are here lurking, which no, I you guess missed is one. Us. We, oh, one. Okay. we go places, better pray for graces. <laughs> we don't back down and we pay for no cases. What does that mean that she doesn't pay for the cases? Like phone cases, you think? She gets a free um, phone case? I think if if she's been listening to some like grimy New York rap, I'm 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 guessing these are like court cases. She, what are the court cases that she has? Well, you know, we go places, you better pay for the graces. That's obvious. <laughs> she was struggling to rhyme with cases. And here. then she goes, we don't back down and we pay for no cases. So it's what do you, like, which line of those do you think came first? Because neither of them are good. We go places. We go places was the start. So she knew, okay, yeah, she you're goes, right. We and go then places. She, that's, yeah. that's a good starting point. And then she didn't know which one to go with, so she should went with both. You better pray for graces. Yeah. And we don't back down and we pay for no cases. Yeah. So... I assume no the cases is your what you're saying is that she's like not going to fund your lawyer. Like uh, when we get divorced, yeah. you're going to pay for the lawyer that's going to give me half the money. Yes. You better correct. hope for graces that that doesn't happen, I think. And yeah. for the scrotes that are here lurking, which is us, sort of lurking. Okay, can I just make a quick little <laughs> yeah. on-the-fly edit? Okay, here we go. We go places... 
better pray for sinners. We don't back down and we don't pay for dinners. Yeah, there you go. That's if they, yeah, they were, they should sort of go for that route where they're yeah. like, guys are paying for all our well, shit. Dude, it's literally a female <clears throat> dating thing, strategy. Right? Is like, that's their thing. Yeah. You, we don't pay for shit. And all the scroats that are here lurking better start to wipe your tears. I know that your little ego is filled up with only fears. Woo, it's fears. <laughs> it's your fears (laughs) how funny it is though your chick's like writing this rap like imagine Danny what did you do if you fucking came home and your chick like she went to the bathroom and you looked like you peeped over at her notebook and she's writing fucking rap she's her rap about like about scrotes you're a fat loser comedian (laughs) (laughs) you say you podcaster (laughs) but uh (laughs) but you're such a loser you basically Carol Baskin (laughs) That's so funny. I hope this girl has husband has to deal with her new rap career. Yeah, she's not married. She puts this. On if she's top. married, that's crazy. Uh, you go on the date. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's saying she's new to female dating strategy. By the way, you know how like every subreddit they have like different ways that they def- call their people or whatever. Like so, this what one. These ones this one them? goes two hundred twenty-two thousand as members, and it goes two hundred twenty-two thousand queens leveling up. Oh, Queens Leveling Up's not bad. Well, they're leveling up with this rap. Since you go your own way, she's calling you Migtown now, you know you're only sad. And from the top of my lungs, I scream, scrote, die mad. Not bad. Not bad ending. (laughs) You like the ending. Rhyming sad with mad's always good stuff. Yeah. I mean, you you sort of liked it, but if I was there saying sad, I probably might not go with mad. No, it's it's, it's a little basic, but... I like I maybe not the the rhyme scheme, but I do like the last line of Scrote Die Mad. And now it's always funny. You know, we talked a little about the what's going on in China, where they're basically saying there's like a war on sissy men, and that's why you had to cancel your trip there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny was going to do a trip to China, and they said the war on sissy. They're yeah, fucking I'm out. They said they're banning sissy men. Yeah, but it's interesting. They basically in South Korea. This article is on Irish Times, and it said, Out with man-haters, the rise of anti-feminism in South Korea. Male activists protest at rallies and online over a culture that they see is biased against them. So th- it's interesting because in Asia, there isn't like the racial component because most people, it's sort of like- Like they don't have white men to vilify. Right. And so everyone's sort of the same thing, right? And I think one of the reasons why all of this stuff is so touchy is because race is an incredibly touchy subject in North America mm-hmm. and they attach everything to it because of that, right? So if you go out there and you say, you know, even no matter what it is, if you say, I don't like the vaccine, they go, oh, you're, you know, white supremacist. If you're saying like, you know, women are a problem, they say you're white supremacist. Like no matter what yeah. it is, I mean, Turtle, they attach Turtle it to being racist. Said right? fucking that yeah, thing. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, he, he did, he, he came he, out. He, he straight up said, he was like, if you're against the vaccine, you're, you know, it's all white supremacist. And of course, racist. It's right. so weird to be like, if you don't like the vaccine, you're probably a misogynist. Like, what a crazy linkage. <laughs> well, that linkage doesn't stick, but the racist linkage, they sort of, it does stick here just because they, once people hear racist, it like fries their circuit in their mainframe where they don't really hear what you said. You go, that guy, all they hear is, Danny racist. And yeah. they, they don't yeah, need to know you, why. Well, right? they know that it works. That's why they so, do it. But it is interesting there where. You know, this is kind of what it looks like. But these guys are doing stuff where you go, it's the opposite extreme, where if you did this here, you'd be like, you'd be basically in jail if you held one of these rallies here. You know what this actually reminded me of? Because they had like this, it's kind of like a real no man vibe. 
It was like, like if you ever watched no fucking like <laughs> like old Mary with children, like and they would have these like these <laughs> no man protests. It is no man protests. Like and you're like they're just doing this. <laughs> There's the hat if you want to fucking pop it on. <laughs> doing this in shit in real life. The no <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they basically said, uh, so the things that they were doing are crazy. They go, they've shown up whenever women rallied against sexual violence and gender biases in South Korea. Dozens of young men, mostly dressed in black, taunted the protesters, squealing and chanted, thud, thud, to imitate the noise they said ugly feminist pigs made when they walked. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, man, this shit's harsh. Yeah, like, these guys I'm are going saying. like, I, like this is like the boys cast does not endorse <laughs> what's going on in South Korea. I no, would just like to make that clear. Yeah. And it's a dead serious too. It's not even joking, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's no jest here. They're just like, <laughs> they're just straight up being oh. like, we hate women. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They go, the women walk and they all go, thud, thud, thud. That's so it's like, crazy. wait till they've thudded away. <laughs> yeah, it's like. They squeal when they try to give their speeches. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? It's so, insane. Yeah, every, the reaction there to this stuff is wild, but you know, it's, they said, so these guys mean very business. And what you're sort of saying is that uh, the the women here, maybe those microaggressions aren't seeming so bad. Yeah, right? yeah. You should, like be, you need to you show should be so lucky with the microaggressions. <laughs> you should be so lucky with the microaggressions yeah. when you show a video of like, this is what your Chinese sisters are dealing with. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. South, South Korean. But they said, these male activists have targeted anything that smacks of feminism, f forcing a university to cancel a lecture by a woman they accused of spreading misandry. So it's literally bizarro world over there where the girls... They basically have like a bizarro well, female Jordan Peterson that's getting her lectures canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is fascinating. Yeah, it, it, there is a fascinating element too where it's like they have the same thing, but they've just removed like the block of race. They've removed the so block it's of like, race. It's, it's more just like, it's like, seems like class is like the main one and then it's like class and then like gender kind of because it seems like they're all uh kind of disenfranchised because none of them can get jobs or whatever that's a big part of it yeah. yeah and if you actually want to boil down what's happening it kind of is what i <clears throat> what they the, always the problem is it's like most people just want to hear their sort of like gripes be heard and they want to feel seen <laughs> to some degree yeah. and they that's all if you actually look when people go crazy that's a big part of why it's like they're, when they're being gaslit by society and then on top of that you have essentially all of the policy always they never look at when they go oh men are you know 80% of this right and they go let's fix that they just basically they hold like this generation of 20 year olds accountable for what the generation of 50 year olds did right so if you look at it, you go, well, it's worse to be a man. And they refuse to address that, like, well, it isn't for if you're 20, but it was for 50-year-olds. And if they're like, hey, we're going to fire people that are men, like, you don't get, they don't fire the 50-year-olds who have been there for yeah, 40 years. Yeah, they just years. don't let anybody come in. Yeah. It's like, you know what it is? It's, 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 the gaslighting thing is obviously, like, a really good uh, <laughs> way to put it. But, like, the, you know, like, the term makeup call in sports? Yeah. Where, where it's like in basketball, yeah, like, these yeah, are just, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. these are makeup calls. This is right. what it is, okay? It's like, they made bad calls in the past. And like, if you don't know what a makeup call is, it's like they, in basketball, it's like they call it a is foul. A call. They call a foul and they go, and then the ref calls a foul, but the ref instantly is like, I made a mistake right there. So then they call a foul on the other end to make it fair. But everybody knows that neither of them were fouls. They're just like, everybody is aware that like, both of those were not fouls, but we just, we have to make, so it's like, that's what this is. They're straight up being like, look, there was some thing and we're just going to write it with essentially like revenge. And like, it is unfair, but the problem is they're not willing to admit that it's unfair. They're being like, no, you're actually not qualified. You're, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like it's you, 
not structurally, and then they have to pretend like everybody has to pretend like it's actually true. Right, and then it is. It's like it's it's, and then you kind of say, "Oh, this is why when people blame women, or you know, the same way when people blame men, it's like, well, it's not individual chicks' faults. It's like, yeah, the government and the fucking media and all of the whatever anyone in charge of anything like needs scapegoats yeah. for politics. Oh, I mean, especially for politics, like these, not even politics." Corporations as well. These are all people who are Culture, just trying yes. to hang on to their jobs. Right. So everyone needs scapegoats for, you know, a million reasons. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it like forces people to pit each other against each other. Right. Mm -hmm. But the women, there is that element of like, there is a fundamental like, you know, difference between men and women that's never going to go away. So no. that like, you know, arguments always going to exist. And especially until most people are gay. So in, you know, five years, yeah. uh, <laughs> there is always going to be that thing where it's like, well, yes, you might have problems with guys, but like, you don't have to fucking live with one and have a partner that's one. So it's like, obviously that's going to be your main person that you have to deal with and have like problems with or whatever. Right. But they, so over there, it's gone so far that they have the, the the feminist like Ben Shapiro basically goes to the the thing and she fucking schools uh, college kid males with facts and logic. Yeah, <laughs> about how men suck. No, she goes. Well, they go. Uh, well, some uh, some uh, guy goes. Excuse me. Well, why do men die later? Then she goes because we are less stupid than stupid men. And they go. Well, how do you know that they're stupid men? And she goes. Because it's in the title, Stupid Men. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> those those yeah, are the videos that are going that, viral in the, the feminist community. <laughs> she's, she's banned from speaking in the school. <laughs> so, and then they said, but the, the things these guys are uh, demanding is pretty funny. They go, they vilified prominent women criticizing Ann San, a three times gold medalist in the Tokyo Olympics for her short haircut. So, a big problem is they have sort of signs that say, like, no more bull cuts. <laughs> That's a weird stance to be taking in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> They're done with the short haircuts on women. <laughs> that is funny, though. Your chick comes home and she's like, uh, because here it is anything anyone does is sexist, but your chick comes home and she's like, buzzed her head, you know, goes full feminist, which I've seen a lot of girls do where they, yeah. that is one of the steps on becoming a feminist. Like for a lot of them, is like, you know, involves a head shave situation. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, the the boyfriend or whatever goes out and he's like, gets his sign and poster board and he starts protesting no more bowl cuts on women. <laughs> so they're big. <laughs> they don't like the short hair and they don't like them getting fat. This is a big problem. <laughs> they probably the body hair, man. That would that would make them peak if they had to fucking deal with the shit that's going on over here. Oh. The armpit hair. <laughs> They said they've threatened businesses with boycotts, prompting companies to pull advertisements with the image of pinching fingers that said ridiculed the size of their male genitalia. So projecting much South Korea? Well, I'm on their side now. If they're gonna fucking besmirch <laughs> the names of our Japanese or fucking South Asian brothers' dongs. Yeah. <laughs> what is South it? South Korea, Korea right? South Korea. Our South Korean brothers' dongs. Yeah. Well, now now all of a sudden you hear at the beginning, you go, well. Because it might just been, you know, they, the same thing they do here where they take a small case and they go, this is everyone. You know, we've got a little group of 10, 15,000 men yelling <laughs> pig noises. And then we look further into it and we find out this is a retaliation for billboards calling their dicks small. <laughs> what do they expect? By the and way, they said, no, no, no. Our dicks aren't small. You're gross pigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you left structural damage on my fucking wall. 
when you lean against it. Also, it's this big, not this big. Well, that's what I'm saying. So basically, what they're saying is <laughs> that'd be funny if they won the battle and then the advertisement pulled it and they put up the new one with the guy putting yeah, yeah, exactly. two big hands. Yeah. And there's, there's a girl they pulled down the ends where it's like, you know, I don't know what this small dick ad for, would be for, but like, you know, empower yourself. Don't be a small dick. Uh, don't be with some small dick guy. And then they they changed it with an ad that like, Every dick is huge. (laughs) Also, not to like get too deep in the weeds on stereotypes. Well, they're saying that you're not going to get too deep in their vagina. I know, but I'm saying also, but like, you know, in South Korea, like it's almost as patronizing as being like the, this thing is probably like equally... You know, oh, I see what you're saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Like, not but, to get in the whole stereotype game, I think but all it's of like our, also, it's, it is a no. Known... All of our South Korean brothers have nice hogs. By the way, if any, you, whose side are you on? I'm, I'm, I was actually going to say, if there's any South Korean <laughs> Notice people Notice he took off the no man hat, and then immediately starts yeah. fucking dissing dongs. It took a, no, I'm not dissing dongs. Next all thing you know, he's going to be... <laughs> <all> <laughs> dongs, next thing you know, Danny's going to be telling you that your airline's reducing. <laughs> all dongs matter. <laughs> reducing. So funny. Airline's reducing? <laughs> That's what they said. Your hairline's reducing. Oh, your hairline. You said airline. I was like, what the fuck? Um... She said they've threatened businesses. They've done all this stuff. And it turns out that they're putting posters up there saying that the men have small dongs. Yeah. I will say that the, the, the economic element of this is interesting because that was kind of the way that like men for a long time didn't have to care about this bullshit as they were like they could just go to their job and make some money or whatever. But like I guess their economy is such where they're like, yeah, we don't have anything to do but protest. Well, that's why here it's like, you know, that's who you get protesting like college kids taking mm. fucking some bullshit. You know, you don't get a a lot of people at every protest if they're taking, you know, engineering. You get a lot of people at every protest that take, you know, the the subjects that I went to once the entire semester it's, and got yeah, 80. Totally. But also it seems like here the people protesting, you go, hey, would you like a job? And they're like, no. And these people are like, hey, would you like a job? And they're like, absolutely, I would. Right. Well, the backlash to some seems bewildering. Well, it seemed bewildering until I found out about your small dick poster. Now it doesn't <laughs> seem so bewildering. <laughs> I want to see this small dick poster. <laughs> well, it's a girl pinching the dicks. Like, oh, well, what's it? What's is... the product? Oh, so small! Like, That's... it's not even a product. It's, <laughs> it's just a, like it's like, it's a just like women. Service. Yeah, it's just like women united <laughs> against men, and it's just like a little a girl just fucking like this, and you're like, what's the product? It's here? a public like, service. There's no product. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this selling something? No, it's just kind of belittling men. It's just a belittling men thing. It's sort of like when you see the you know the yeah. like, believe in God, but it's not brought to you by by a specific church. Yeah, it's just like a guy who bought a billboard. Yeah, guy saw a lot of those. Remember when we drove through Waco? We saw some wild ones. Waco had like a bunch of really weird, like hellfire brimstone type of like. Yeah, and then just like you would see the odd like in Texas, the odd billboard that's just like Trump's sick. Yeah, brought to you by like Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff bought a fucking billboard and says Trump's sick. (laughs) Fucking put that in your pipe and smoke it, (laughs) lips. That is what it is. It was. It was just like a guy. It's like basically regular people are finding out you can just buy a billboard. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of the abortion stuff. There was a lot of the stop anti Semitism billboards kicking around. Yeah, that was. We saw. Were those in Texas? I don't know. We saw those somewhere. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of those kicking around. One thing that, um, just on the topic of religion, was making me laugh is, and the the cop show, basically, one of the things they were doing, because they always- Are we still on Blue Bloods here? (laughs) That's the only thing I watch. So the guys, uh, I've almost done it though. Um, But the guys, basically, uh, the family has to get together and do the prayer thing. And a lot of people were saying, like, that's what they had to do too. Like, apparently, you know, people have to get there and be like, thank Lord for this food, all this stuff. Like saying grace or whatever. Yeah, and then they said another thing where they were like, uh, 
they go to the World War II memorial and they're telling the kids, being like, all right, kids, go pay your respects. And the kids have to go like pretend. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so, there's no chance I would be able to, like, I remember being like six years old and being even at like a funeral where it was kind of an open casket and everyone was supposed to go by paying their respects. And I remember being like six and just walking by and like cracking up, like yeah. just laughing to myself. This is so stupid to, for me to just walk by and be like, Mm, yes, dude. I remember like one of my f- good friend, like one of my best friends, f- his funeral, and I remember I was at his funeral, and the fucking like person started getting in all the crazy gobbledygook, and I just knew how he felt about this. Stuff, too. Dying so he yeah. would be like, I'm like, he would be laughing about this, and I remember there was a point where I'm like, oh shit, like. Dude, I'm gonna burst. I'm like, honestly, I was like, oh fuck, like, I can't do anything serious like that. There's no way. And like, then you got to turn the fucking hysterical laugh into a hysterical fake cry. Honestly, like, I can't take this. If laugh. I was dating someone and I had to go to their table and do like a big long prayer, I don't think I could make it through without laughing I've had or to paying my respects to a memorial. I've, I've had to do the the. <laughs> You, the, the you must have to do Jewish stuff. N- well, not, but they don't say, well, they do, I guess, say grace, but I'm never, that's only like, you got to be pretty like religious, but I've been, uh, please Jerome what, Powell, I was at bless some, us with the, <laughs> I was at some Thanksgiving or something like that where everybody just like, I, it came out of nowhere to me too, where they did like a saying grace thing. And I was just like, I just was like, uh, Oh God! Well, I was like, okay, but at least they do it quick. I can't do any of that nonsense, dude. I'm I'm too fucking silly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too silly for that shit. Even from a young age, there's no way I could be serious about any of like anything that's supposed to be super serious. It's too weird. For yeah, me. yeah, I can't. Not fucking wired with for that kind of stuff. No, I mean, not especially the religious, the religion stuff. Yeah, and the they, only way I could really do it is if it's in a language I don't know because I don't know if to actually know what's being said and I can just kind of zone out. But I if it's in English, zone, is, yeah. that's pro- a problem. But I remember when we went to uh, I kind of based a joke off it on my last thing, but we went to some lecture at and when it was at, when I was living at McMaster, we went to some thing for some reason, and this guy was singing the the fucking you know uh, Islam hymns or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like and we all had to leave because I was like, yeah, I just like, can't for it. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and everyone's mm, yes, good stuff. Okay, good, shit. good shit, good shit. It's too crazy, dude. I'm not wired for fucking. Uh, I mean, I will say that a lot of seriously. you get into a lot of like in the New York, like you'll get into a cab or an Uber, and they're fucking that, cranking that. Like that's their pop music. Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> it is interesting what everybody's version of pop music is because ours is like Bieber, and theirs is just like yeah. Ay, 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 and just, <laughs> no, they have ver- they have a few versions of it where they have like singers over top of mm. it. Yeah. But okay, so back to the article. They said we don't hate women. This is what the guys say. So they're you know they're they're doing the same thing probably that the media does here, where they pick like you know the farthest person and they act like that's everyone. But the actual smoked person says we don't hate women and we don't oppose oppose their rights. Said the head of Man on Solidarity, one of the country's most active anti-feminist groups, but feminisms are evil. And then he said, also, we are packing heat. So that's <laughs> what he's also said. Also, the uh, <laughs> smear campaign. <laughs> against us is nothing but that but yeah at the end of the day no one wants policy that like specifically hurts them so they've sort of pit people against each other where they go okay it's gonna be better for you and better for this group and worse for this group and i think a lot of times it is just like okay well like even what i always say here it's like okay whatever you know what fine just fucking admit it. Yeah. Don't just admit. Exactly. We said it on a just admit it yeah it's like there's always going to be some group 
getting the short end of the stick. Yes. That's just like, unless you live in a proper like utopia where there's no such thing as unfair. And it'll be different in every case. It's always going to be different, but it's always going to be someone and you might find yourself in that group. You know what? Fuck me. If you want to fuck me, <laughs> don't leave and tell me we never had sex. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds like if you're gonna real, if you're gonna bend place. you're gonna bend me over and spank my ass, you know what I mean? Yeah, just fucking, without lube. Don't tell me there's no handprint on that ass. When I when I see you the next day and I go, really gave it to me last night. They go, wasn't me. Gave what to you? Gave, <laughs> yeah, gave yeah. what now? No, no, that's the part. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said South Korea has the highest gender wage gap among wealthy countries. Less than one fifth of all national lawmakers are women, so they're trying to say it's it's actually pretty bad there. And women make up only five point two percent of the board members of publicly listed businesses, compared to twenty eight percent in the United States. But again, that is that generation because then they go on to say that men go to college at a lesser rate, and then on top of that, which is a pretty like reasonable point, they said the men have to go do military service, mm -hmm. so the girls finish high school and go to college, and then the guys take a year or two to go to do their military service that the girls don't have to do. So it is like a messy thing to unwind all this. Absolutely. And the only people it hurts is the 20-year-olds because every other generation, it was set up for difference. So well, they're getting out of fucking college, and they're like, these girls are way ahead of them, like life-wise. Well, that's and why then, the most... And then they're yeah. also like, yeah, you're not allowed to go to college. One of the most... The most people that you see kind of, you know, pushing for policies that hate 20-year-olds is like rich actors because, you know, the, you know, people like that where they go, they're fine. They've got money or whatever, right? And it's not to say that the, it's things are perfect for women or anything, but don't fucking, you know, act like uh, you, you, that uh, you can just like rejig everything and there's no repercussions of, of playing God on all of this of stuff. Of course. I mean, just admit that you're just like, look, we're punishing, like, in order for us to get the, like, you know, the statistical makeup that we desire, which takes, like, dude, you got to think of it more. Well, you of go, a, who is this? Yeah, who are we taking think of it more from? of, like, they a should fucking, have to quit. Yeah, but exactly. But you got to also, but they don't want to quit. And the way to keep their jobs is by doing this shit. But, like, you got to think of this more as, like, a giant ship, you know? Like, you don't fucking turn a giant ship on a U turn. Well, it's but, like yeah. a fucking, you know, it's a to turn a giant ship around. It's like takes a long time. But don't gradual. you think that that should have to be? It's like th someone should be really making these points out in public where they go, listen, we're allowed to have these things, but they need to be generational. If they go, hey, we need to look at different generations differently. If you go, hey, Gen X needs to be, you go, you go. Okay, we, we need these jobs to be 50% men, 50% women. You go, no, what you're not allowed to do is just be, uh, oh, that means it's 80% women from for 20-year-olds mm -hmm. and then 80% men for 50-year-olds. You and, and, and then we'll They have to have some skin in the game if they're going to, you know, it's because it's older people a lot of times that are making these policies. And, of course it is. It's, you know, the at least they're it's literally the people who benefited from and all this stuff. And they have no skin in the game. No, well, this, they do have skin in the game. They have skin in the game in the sense that they know that they're like, yeah, if, if I don't do the right, right things now, they're coming for me. So no, I'm like, saying they should have to have skin in the game if they're going to be proposing yeah. policies oh, for sure. that only, you know, gen like the fucking, yes, it's the same thing as uh, when people don't understand intersectionality. Guess what's another sec sectionality? A fucking, the, the generation you're in. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? In terms of lots of things, in terms of like, were you more likely to be able to fucking get rich or buy a house? What was the job market like? The year you finished college matters. So if you're going to say, hey, there's all these new things, well- 
make it across generations dude, or fucking shut your mouth. Dude, think about it this way from like an investing standpoint. It's like there's some people who are like, I, I can't remember who I was talking to or I like reading, but like, you know, some people started their fucking investment career that like in 99, okay? And they fucking lost everything. And some people started in like 2002 at the absolute bottom. Somebody started, f finished college and started that day and they made a fucking fortune because the stock market went up for 20 straight right. years. Or whatever, you know, and they're just like, I don't know, it's timing. It's like, you, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Like, Yeah, agreed. So it is messy stuff to unravel, but it's like, if you were, I just think that if they're going to look at any of this stuff, they need to also include uh, the age bracket. Yeah. And just admit that some of this stuff is punitive by design. Yeah, of course. Well, like, you can't have like a positive thing without a negative thing. Like in exactly. most cases, but and they don't want to say that they're they're like they're not like it's punitive. They're all like it's the equity. Well, stuff because they say it's not a zero sum game when it is in fact a zero sum yes. game in many cases. Yes. So, sure. you know, especially when you're looking at spots to college, of course that's a zero sum game. Like, yeah. what are you mental? Because we're going to take a quick break here to tell you about our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Now, I've been taking it. I, you know, one of the I've things. I've been taking is, it, dude. This shit is fucking. Yes. Dumb. It's the shit, and it actually does taste pretty good. It tastes great. It's like, I can't even really put my finger on Some it. Some of you mentioned. It doesn't taste like greens. No, it doesn't taste like greens. No. It's good. And a lot of you mentioned that, uh, you know, there's some people, Tim Ferriss, Ricky Gervais. A lot of people have come on board and said this, but you're going to want to use our promo code, not these nerds. No, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah <laughs> the don't. cool boys cast promo code. Yes. So I start my day every day. More energy, immune system. It doesn't taste super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste. Yeah. That's probably how like you berry, would describe a, it. A, yes. Like blueberry-ish. So what's with this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. So I've been working too hard, as I was saying. That's why I was so loopy that I have to be getting something kicking in my life to make me better. But I've been telling everyone about it. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. So no nasty shit. Supports better sleep and health recovery. And your subscription comes with one year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. If you add it up, it costs you less than, you know, a few dollars a day. Trusted by the leading health experts. And right now, to reclaim your health and immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially headed into flu and cold season, it's just one scoop with water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and free travel packs for your first purchase, which is what I've been using the travel packs. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash boyscast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash boyscast to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, one you know an interesting stat that I heard that I read. Mm -hmm. So they 100% did hundred percent of women are sick. <laughs> yeah, did you read that stat? Too? Mm -hmm. They did a um, they did a test uh, or sorry, like a study in the UK, and they said because um, th this kind of goes to a lot of things are you know men women problems that get wrapped up in everything else. But they said, should we prioritize free speech or protecting people from harmful or offensive speech? And they did all the different categories to show, you, you know, obviously young people said more, uh, 
you know, young people were a little were more on the less free speech, less free speech, and old yeah. people were more. But the biggest interesting one was men is forty seven percent, and then there's the numbers don't add up because some people said uh, either like don't comment or not sure or whatever. Mm, yeah, but of the yeses and nos, men. 47% said free speech is more important. 36% said protecting people from harmful speech is more important. Women was 30% said uh, free speech and 51% said uh, harmful or offensive speech. Interesting. I would That would actually kind of logically make sense to me though because I think women are like, in terms of the, I guess, stereotypes of like the nurturing kind of like carers or whatever like they i guess they're more empathetic so they're yeah they're, they're thinking more about others and then i guess in that sense versus like these kind of higher order like ideas just, i think so yeah, yeah I, I think so well they um, how do you think steve harvey feels about it <laughs> steve harvey's out there do you see his thing where he's like there's the big thing yesterday where steve harvey's like he's like i can't do stand-up anymore or whatever because he's like whatever stand-up special is going to be is going to be my last stand-up special ever like because i'm going to lose all my jobs or whatever he would lose his job because yeah, he's, he's, he's like wild. cancel culture is like ruined. although he's not that wild like steve he's not harvey's that, well his like... whole thing is like uh, being gay is against god and you should <laughs> marry a woman and have 10 he's basically yeah, yeah. ben shapiro he's like a conservative fucking religious guy. that's correct yeah. but the funny thing is he's like you know cancel culture is ruining comedy blah 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 and you're like no disney writes your checks yeah and yeah you can't say what you want when disney writes your checks you can't say what you want and but like don't say like oh it's cancel culture is ruining comedy you're like look you decided to fucking be beholden to disney so yeah you can't say whatever you want well cancel culture is definitely ruining like the industry oh for sure the comedy industry you know, someone I talked to that was like a big job. But is it ruining it or is it just reordering it? It's and- ruining it. I think all those companies are doing worse. I think all their numbers are down. I think that mm-hmm. they're making worse stuff. I think, I mean, yeah. it depends on what. Well, the Barry Weiss thing, I, we, we talked about it like just before this, like quickly. But yeah, she, she it, there is like, yeah, like uh, the numbers must be down. But then you're like, you see the ratings and they're like, there's unless they're lying. Like, a- what? No, no, no. There's, there depends on the thing you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of shows, their numbers are down. I mean, they haven't made like hit comedies in years, especially not the numbers. And one of the things that I was talking to someone who was like a big guy that started like, you know, one of the biggest uh, studios in in America and stuff like that. Right. And doesn't work there anymore. Um, He was saying the behind closed doors, basically everyone was like in agreement and it wasn't even, you know, something they're afraid to talk about was we're not going to make stuff for the demographic of 18 to 35 year old males. Like that was basically, which is essentially comedy and action. You know what I mean? Mm. So those were kind of not to say that they didn't make any action movies, but even when they do make action movies, they get Jason Momoa and it's sort of pandering to girls. Like even the, so again, they still make a lot of the big franchise ones, but the new stuff, like you don't, so they kind of decided that our demographic isn't going to be 18 to 35 males. So that just that sector of the population all went to watching YouTube pocket, whatever else, yeah. you know, other things that maybe they just had other hobbies and don't pay as much attention to watching stuff at all. But to say that it's not like ruining the industry, like, I mean, depends on what you look at. If you go, uh, what, what singular shows are doing the numbers as before less and there is yeah, more decentralization. Like I, I saw that what's a great comedy that the industry's like produced in the there's last there's a while? show that like a movie or a television a show movie I don't have no idea like in dude, the last five years there was always like a culturally like 
there's a few hyper relevant movie all the time comedy like yeah. you know there was always like an anchor man or something where you're like no you know you couldn't no, walk the closest around you get is like the kevin hart ones talking you know? about it yeah you don't really have that the same degree no anymore. you don't have it at all like they just make these like kind of big budget like family friendly like i don't know schlocky whatever there's shows again that are big but i'm like again i'm like i don't know anybody watches them but they say like ghosts or whatever right they, they go this is the biggest fucking show on tv and now I don't, you I don't can, know what that means because I don't know anybody who watches it. Right, Ted Lasso or whatever. But Ted Lasso is a bit in the girls category where it's like they pump it up, but like the actual numbers aren't like the crazy. Yeah, it's like, aren't, aren't the way that they're. It's like how they did it, it with the CBC in Canada, where they like yeah. have a show and they go, "This is the biggest show," and you go, "I've never met someone who watched it." You search, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You search it on Twitter, not one person's talking about it. No, like, they like is it that big. Ted Lasso is like big the way that something's big on Twitter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's very beloved for people who like to comment on these things because it like reflects their values that they want people the world to have that they have yeah but um so if speaking of actors benedict cumberbach who we sort of talked about before mm -hmm. he he was sort of coming out doing the press tour and talking about how uh you know men are bad or whatever <laughs> you know he goes, there's so much toxic masculinity still in the world right yeah. but and that's we even mentioned that before that that's what you have to do now for the press tour. Like if you want to get press, you sort of have to go out there and, you know, say something that sort of aligns with their thing, right? Of that stuff. But it's also more funny to me, just while you pair those things together with the way he talks about his character, just to remind you of how much of douchebags actors are. This is what he said. As he releases The Electrical Life with Lewis Wayne and The Power of the Dog, the actor opens up about taking on the patriarchy, the stress he felt while playing his latest tortured genius, and the joys of nature. And he says that... Uh, Lewis Wayne is a film that shows once again why the 40 year old, 45 year old is so good at bringing esoteric characters to life. And this is what he says. He goes, I really miss him. He reflects. He was by and large a joy to play. And there were moments of extreme distress and loneliness and isolation, which threw me into an understanding of what he must have endured, a similar to when I played touring. And then he said, <laughs> the guy was uh, castrated in the film, right? And he said, yeah, I went to her. No, both of them are castrated? Uh, the in guy new, that he's playing was castrated. In this newest film? In the last one. Right, Alan Turing. He goes, yeah, yeah. it feels like if he was alive and now, he'd be thriving. So hopefully we'd be in a more tolerant, supportive time where pe the way people are now. And his I mean, bravery like was something that I learned from and I wanted to do justice for him. So this is, this is like in the midst of him being like, because if you're kind of like, this seems like bullshit he's saying. He's also like, I learned a lot from this brave character that I played and just the way that I, I miss him. It's like, he's talking about Alan Turing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, first off, you don't need to play this guy to be like, yeah, the guy got fucked over. And like, if he was alive today, he'd basically be like Elon Musk. And back then he was like chemically castrated for being gay. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. But like, I don't have to play him to like take right. that away. Like you could just read about him. But I just love the way that actors uh, talk about fucking their craft. Well, because if you're not all into your bullshit like that, then like <laughs> you're just like, yeah, it's like I pretend to be a guy for an obscene amount of money. Right. It's pretty easy. But you have to be I'm into pretty, this. It yeah. comes pretty naturally to me. I'm like, I'm good at memorizing lines and then I go home and. So they're good at this bullshit. And then it's just like, does that bullshit like. The fucking saying nothing while saying everything, being like, you know, he was a joy. There was moments of distress, loneliness, isolation, and I learned from him, and he would be thriving now. It's like, is that not the same as saying that, you know, this toxic masculinity that appeals us all, we all need to do our part? Like, it's all the same. 
you know, gobbledygook yeah. that they're professionals at saying, right? Of course. That's like me being like... Well, I mean, if you, the worst thing he could do is give some sort of fucking spicy take. And <laughs> then know. it's like, Bender, the whole news is going to be like, Benedict Cumberbatch said this. And this week. Scandal. I played, I played Jeff Bezos in my sketch on the internet. And I just... Honestly, I was just able to tap into the intricacies (laughs) that made him tick. Man, it's like, I feel like I've been to space. Yeah, I feel like I've been there. I already miss Bezos. You know, I've already, I spent so much time alone with just me and him that I feel like we had this connection. At times, I loathed him. At times, I empathized with him. And then when I played feminist mom... You know, I realized this is a hurt lady. This is a hurt lady that's hurting inside. And I just, I wanted to do her justice when I put that on the screen. I mean, it's like, dude, what, did you ever watch Inside the Actor's Studio? It's literally two people just jerking themselves off <laughs> for a half an hour. When I played Feminist Mom, I, you know, she was able to give me a, what some might call a $80,000 education of what men, women have been through. Yeah. Like fucking James Lipton being like, so Tim, tell me what it was like to play the tool man. <laughs> oh, well, there's anyways, the, my moral of that point was it's all the same sort of bullshit. Yeah. And they're like, they're like master sophistrists, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, again, there's, it's, you, you think of it from an incentive standpoint, there's zero incentive for them to say anything. Uh, he's got the act. Especially the for science. actors. Like if you're famous enough, you're like, you know, you don't even be on social media. Like that's kind of the fucking dream for mm-hmm. a lot of them. Is you go, I'm so famous that like, unless I want to be like the rock and being like this brand guy or Kevin Hart, where I'm like building a brand. Constantly. Yeah. They like real and brand. But if you're not that shit, then you're like, yeah, I don't, I get fucking my movies and you don't hear from me. Like Sean Penn's not fucking, I, don't, I mean, I can, oh, he's wrong. doing all sorts of wacky he, things. It isn't himself. like an Instagram account. <clears throat> oh, he's too busy taking down fucking El Chapo. Yeah, exactly. Well, on the other side of actors, this is just a quick thing that <laughs> apparently, and there's a lot of these people coming out with rumors about celebrities right now, and I feel guilty almost in, you know, uh, adding to them, but this one's pretty good. Like the Drake one, do you hear that? So essentially- I feel like that's bullshit. So Drake, apparently his big move is when the girls, uh, when he has sex with girls, he leaves the condom in the bathroom, but he puts hot sauce in the condom. So if they try to steal his sperm, it kills the sperm. Like I, it- saw that, <laughs> I, I saw that, and then a friend of ours actually sent that to me. And then I was Jersey. like, I was like, you ever heard of like a uh, flushing it? Well, I just put it in your pocket. I've done that. Just flush it. You I ever f- done that? What? You can't, fl- you flush a condom down the toilet. Doesn't yeah. that like fucking wreck a toilet? No. Feel- it's a fucking this big. Well, mine, I, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I should tell. I have to Ryan tie super, super <laughs> magnums are fucking, uh, when you have three t- tied yeah, together with the yeah. tip blown out. <laughs> You, Dude, I've flushed many condoms. You're not supposed to flush condoms down the toilet. That's how you fucking. That's, uh, that's what, like fucking Ryan's plumbing hour. I feel like I'm I mean right. again. How much? Like I'm not saying like if you're fucking Mandingo and you're doing this as a profession. Like yeah, don't flush twenty of them down the toilet a day. You're not supposed to flush any. It's fucking the hole is like this. The thing is like this. Like it's <laughs> like size it's just, is like this. I mean, it's like you know what I mean. Like uh, no, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. I don't think you should be flushing condoms down the toilet. Yeah, me, you're also me not and to, my plumbing buddies dude, do not. First off, you're also not just supposed to flush a piece of paper towel down the toilet. Yeah, but that one you I ever don't, fucking yes. lived a little dangerous. Sometimes, yeah. That? Guess sometimes what? you have no Nothing choice. Nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you do a bunch of them, it's not good. But yes, yeah, sometimes you yeah, have no I choice. Yeah, I don't save the up towel. the condoms and be like, we're gonna get this. I'm conserving like water. Like a chum bucket. Yeah, we're gonna do this in a single flush. 
Wow, that might change my game. Okay, we'll see what people. Let's we'll see the consensus in the comments. <laughs> like, I'm sure we have it. someone who's a plumber who listens to that. I just cannot see. Like, a yeah, I do once a week. I go to someone's house and fucking. But it's like to flush the odd condom down the toilet. I'm like, well, I usually just wrap. I would wrap it in uh, like maybe toilet it's bad. Maybe it it's bad back. for like the fish or something. There's gonna be a bunch of fish with condoms on their heads, and you gotta fucking get the condoms off of them to save uh, them. Like, yeah, there's like with that the pop, too. Yeah, or with the the can, the rings mm-hmm. on the can. Like maybe there's that. Mm-hmm. There's a girl walking around with your fucking thimble on his head right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, like I said that to I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'll totally concede because I actually said that to our friend who met, and he goes, "You seem oh, pretty full." He goes, "Sucks to be your plumber or something." And I'm like, "How many condoms do you think I'm flushing?" So this is everyone's been saying to you. I'm not the first no. person to bring it up because you're acting flabbergasted Dude, that I'm saying this. I, well, again, I'm. I'm just saying from my personal experience, I've flushed many condoms in my places I've lived. Well, that's probably what happens is because of the way you look, when the girl leaves, she just thinks you clogged her toilet with your fucking, <laughs> she just thinks you dropped fucking one. There's like a lot of times I've never got, I've just been straight ghosted and I go, yeah. what happened? Well, she took a fucking, fucking massive dog, doog. <laughs> No, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that unless you live in unless you live in like dump shack a place in New York where you know New York has like all those places where you go like please like only flush toilet paper because like our plumbing is such that you'll fuck it up. Maybe that, but any sort of modern plumbing. All right, that, well, that don't let Danny near your house flush, after flush and, flush and domes. Oh, go, 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 go. Well, as they said Leonardo that was Drake and then Leonardo DiCaprio uh, apparently <laughs> this girl came out and she said he uh it's honestly not even that bad about him, but they said that apparently he vapes and listens to MGM tea during sex and down and she goes Leonardo DiCaprio is selfish and downright rude said a source uh, and apparently it's a couple different sources they said uh, the 41 year old Oscar winner she told me that during the act Leo puts on headphones and even starts vaping then he signaled to her to keep going and then just laid back and zoned out yeah <laughs> fucking rules though see when I'm having sex I do I, what I do is I put on these headphones and listen to boys cast episodes <laughs> She goes, well, I go, shh, I'm just listening to my sets from earlier, and I'm listening to the boys' cast. But the good part is when he puts the headphones on, she goes, what are you doing? He goes, shh. (laughs) So putting, and it's, and And he doesn't listen to anything but MGMT. He does, only does MGMT, and he's got the full cans on, too. These aren't earbuds. He's, (laughs) he's got the cans hooked up, and she's not allowed to listen, but, being famous does blow though with every girl tells all your stories. The only you almost have to just be like a prostitute guy if you're as famous as Leonardo DiCaprio. No, you go the Derek Jeter route with the NDAs. The NDA is fine, but it's like gift basket. dude, they even then sometimes they still rat you out. It's I brutal. will say this though, because of the level of fame that these guys have, like I read these things and my first thing is this is lies. They're they're both they're like anonymous, like you know, I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio does really love the environment, so he could be you know, get kicking back. If and- anything, he'd be listening to like a <laughs> Sam Harris podcast while <laughs> yeah. she fucking goes to town. I remember when I was. Uh- I love how too. There's in that article, like the girl goes, and I was left wondering what is in it for for me, kind of thing. And you're like, Shut I mean, up. this story, and then you get to fuck Leonardo. Do you DiCaprio. ever put music on? Uh, no. What do you put on? Like uh- when I was in college, I would. Did you put on like uh- just, but like, dude, if you have beach root- sounds. <sighs> No, if I was like in college, like, you know, you have like the whole roommates and you don't want to like make noise. What kind of music would you put on? Marilyn Manson? Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> eeny weeny teeny. <laughs> don't want no eeny weeny short door. I remember uh, sometimes when you're drinking, I put the music on and then you get into it. I remember one time though, uh, I'll always remember this to this day though, this girl, 
she was she put this like song on and she was really getting into it and then she sort of turned around she was on top of me and she was like <laughs> no, doing this fucking like she was like Elaine yeah yeah just like but she was so like in her mind she was like fucking empowered just dancing on this and I remember just bursting out laughing and then it caused a big fight yeah <laughs> just being yeah, like this is like crazy that. this is a little fucking move you do yeah is this what you like do with that. everyone you put on music and do this whole show you weren't the first I'll tell you uh, you're the first who laughed in her face about it she basically thought she was in a rap video that's when she was probably like you probably think this is so sexy and i was like Pfft. yeah you're like okay <laughs> so stupid well the moreover the report alleged that he was listening to mgmt a band that has been dominant cultural force since 2018 limb biscuit would probably be better but <clears throat> biscuit would be all right okay so this is one other thing that kind of relates to even the South Korea thing or whatever, right? But there's this girl who's on this reality show, uh, Molly May. Yeah. And she's this big Instagram celebrity, right? And the, you know how there's this sort of, you know, fight between girl the different types of feminism and all this stuff. But basically, uh, what happened was, they the article here is saying the Molly May proves the assert, absurdity of girl boss feminism, which is sort of, to be honest, the kind that I always said. I liked girls that were kind of like, hey, I'm going to take over the world and I'm going to yeah, fucking- see CEOs. Yeah, but I, you know, and some of the, those girls, all all of them dabbled in this stuff because it helped them. But a lot of times they do, like a lot of times the same way everyone that's smart does, like, you know, yeah, you got to say a little bit of this stuff depending on what game you're in or whatever. It helps them. But I always, res I always respect a fucking girl who's like, you know, uh, making a fucking career. That's why even like that. Kardashians in Paris Hilton and those girls who like built those empires like low key everyone can be like they're so stupid and you go okay whatever yeah. then someone stupider than you built a fucking you know empire yeah exactly then. and they go well, they're rich but you're like do you know how many fucking people are as rich as them who don't you've never heard of them because they don't do shit maybe they don't have to but well, know, they still they couldn't it's not like just the only fucking like piece of this pie is just having a bunch of money right like, but there's well, so wait are you saying that I'm saying that like yeah they actually did a like oh. whether you like it or not, yes, they're rich or whatever, but they still have these accomplishments that they did that like not because specifically they're rich. Yeah. They help them, but there's lots of people who are rich who you don't know about because they I'm sure they flop trying to do this shit. Well, these this girl sort of went on this thing and she was on a and she was on like a podcast in the Instagram uh there was an Instagram clip where she talks about her, you know, big rise to fame or whatever, right? And she goes, "We all have the same 24 hours in a day," she added. Um and that while she understands that people come from different financial situations, her meritocratic mantra is simple. If you want something good enough, if you want something enough, you can achieve it. And they fucking flipped out yeah. at her, right? Oh, yeah. The, she became like, quote, tweet, the number one person on Twitter, thousand articles. It was just like, man, they, you know how everything comes with a positive and negative? You know, a lot of girls were able to sort of ride this bullshit. And the negative is like, if you are not completely in line with their message, they'll turn on you like that. And well, they can't wait. Yeah. Well, she seems to be spouting pretty basic, like, you know, Tony Robbins. Basic. Like the Gary V motivational kind of like get after it shit or whatever. But yes. this is like the crabs in the bucket thing where it's just like everybody's just well, wants to you pull can, her in. That is, that is some of it. But there's also, you know, people hate messages about how you specifically can do better mm -hmm. when they're looking for soldiers in a war. Like the difference is, you know, these people want to talk about how to make people's lives better on aggregate. 
And they want to pick like huge groups of people and say that we only look at demographics on a broad swath. This is how an individual can make their life better. And it's pretty undeniable that when you're talking about, hey, how can, uh, what can people accomplish? Like, what's, what are you more likely to accomplish? Listening to this kind of messaging or listening to messaging about like how you need to, you know, be at more protests or yeah. how you need to be. Capitalism's you know, bad. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, what, like, what do you think's more likely to make you successful on an individual level? And all that it tells you is like, you just have to ignore those people. And no matter what, when you're successful or anyone that's like becoming successful, that's the crabs in the bucket thing where it's like, Whatever the reasons, whatever the context, there'll always be a lot of people that fucking hate it. Of course. Some of those people will be I your mean, own dude, family. I mean, dude, the fucking byline or whatever tag for this thing is, it goes, it's easy to say you can achieve whatever you want if you're rich, white, and conventionally beautiful. But you're like, there's lots of people who have all three of those things who don't achieve what they want. Of course. Like, like the majority of And that have of none them. of those things the that majo- are very successful. For sure. But like the majority of people who probably try something who have all three of those things don't necessarily achieve these things just because of those. Yeah. And, and but... Even if you go further than that, where it's like, okay, so they want to look at this and kind of be like, this person's at a disadvantage because of these things or whatever, right? And then you go, okay, even if that's true, even if you remove, if you say that's true, they're still better off trying, you know, this way than your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're going to like, there's like, well, yes, we just don't want you saying it. We only want you to say that they can't do anything. Like, you have to go out and be like, I'm just completely lucky and, you know, no one can do anything ever. Yeah, it's all <laughs> luck and you're, you're not in control of anything and you have no power. And, and anyone who's accomplished anything knows that thinking like that is poisonous. Yeah, for sure. It's literal brain poison. Yeah. But again, these are people who's like make an industry out of like and then on tearing t- shit down. Straight up tearing shit down. And on top of that, they're kind of, their whole thing is, you know, they say, what she fails to take into account, how, uh, you know, when she's got her $2 million net worth, that it's an exception rather than norm. For most people, various systematic qualities like class, race, disability, either hinder your path to success or block it off entirely. Okay. Even if you think all of that, success can mean something different for different people. Like for someone... You know, having a fucking hundred K a year job, finishing college, getting a job, hundred K, have like a wife you don't hate and fucking raise a family and have a house. Yeah. That's like you fucking, you know, you're the most successful person in your. Yeah. So that's, an, you are, is not a, it's relative. Ab- absolutely. And it's different for everybody. It's different for any, and it's relative to who you're comparing yourself to. Mm-hmm. So if you go, yes, if I fucking am disabled and, uh, you know, not very smart and poor and I was a dramatic and all these things. Yeah. If you're comparing yourself and like, ah, but Bezos just did that. Like, you know, even in our industry, it's like, you can't compare yourself to people in different industries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe you will compare yourself to people in the high school you went to. And then you, you know, you just try to beat the average of yeah, your circumstances yeah. or just trying to just the life that you just want. Regardless, you'll be better off than if you don't try. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah, much guarantee. Yeah, obviously, yeah. It's not obvious to these people, no. or it is, a, a, and they're operating in bad faith where they go, stop stealing our- Oh, you think our- they might be uh, uh, operating in bad faith? You go, you go, what, you go uh, stop stealing our soldiers. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, someone might be in the army and you go like, like, hey, dude, there's like a better option. Like, you know, if you do this and this and this, you might not want to fucking go fight this war and die. Like, you know what I mean? In yeah. World War II. And then someone goes, hey, what the fuck are you doing? We got this guy hyped up on fighting this fucking fight for us. 
Yeah. And you go, yeah, but it'd be better for him if he doesn't go fight and die. And you go, I don't fucking care what's better for him. Yeah. It is interesting because like they, she kind of like, they're saying like this kind of feminism is adored by many influencers because it champions individualism. And they're like, they are really like, I don't know the exact like. Um, is, that a, is that a crime? It's, is that a crime? It is to them. Yeah, exactly. But, well, but like it really like reminds me of the whole like the year zero stuff in like Cambodia. Like there is like this element of like they're trying to just like reset everything like to this fucking baseline where the, everybody is like on the exact same level. Like they, they want like a hard reset where you go like, let's yeah. get everybody at the same starting line. Then we'll start again. And you're like, guess what? Even if you do that at some point, you're going to have to do this again because people will not be on the same, like eventually they'll deviate. You can reset this as many times yeah, as you yeah, want, yeah. but it's not going to stay like reset. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's like, and then they're kind of saying things, you know, while reality shows like Love Island are known for launching people's careers, it didn't launch Hag. It simply furthered it because she was already popular before that. And they go on and on and on. And before that, she was in beauty pageants. And you're like, yeah, listen, I'll tell you what, for anyone, the more situations you put yourself in, the, you know, the better chance you are to you know do well. Yeah. So anyone that's kind of like, you know, you always know the biggest thing that people that, you know, kind of don't achieve that much too is they fucking just have like you know, moving fatigue, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Decision paralysis. Decision paralysis. You're always, then, because most of the things that you put yourself in these decisions and you try to do things, uh, most of the time it will fail and you're like, yeah, you're right, that is true. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, you probably will learn more from that action than non-action. Absolutely. There, there was actually this, uh, fuck, I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was talking about, there was like some photography class and um, the, like they used it as an example or whatever, but so the, the class, they basically allowed them to uh, like, fuck. They basically allowed them where it's like one group could only submit one picture and then one group could submit like multiple pictures, but the one yeah. group picture, like it had to be perfect. And essentially what it turned out is that the people who did like the multiple, theirs were all better just because they were doing so many, like taking so many tries at it Interesting. that they're just the by act of just doing so much, theirs at the end were better anyways. And just the people who tried to make this one picture that was like the best picture and focus on doing it once, they're like was never as good as one of the a thousand attempts of the fucking people who just did the volume almost. It, it, it's kind it, of that same thing as like, you know, when they talk like about, reps, about keeping basically. people safe or whatever too. It's like people who put themselves in hard situations or whatever, it gets less and less hard. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, and even it makes them, you know, it's less and less hard in other situations too, not just the one that was originally hard. Mm -hmm. But so it all boils down to, it's like they hate individual, you know, it really is. You have to protect yourself against these people. Cause you go, they're always going to fucking exist. And you go, what are your goals? And any, any, the best thing you can do when anyone tells you anything is like, just evaluate, like, is that actually helping my goal or is that like hurting my goal yeah. or is it helping their goal? And that's the bottom line. They want you to help their goals, not your goals. Of course. You know what I also wonder is this is a kind of not off topic, but because this person is obviously just their whole thing is just destroying. Like they're in demo. They're basically, <laughs> they're, well, they're basically in just yeah. like intellectual demolition <laughs> or whatever. But like, I actually remember reading something where being in the demolition, like in the demolition real industry where you, like take down a building is considered one of the you most, when you fucking sit on a chair <laughs> is considered one of the most satisfying jobs because really yeah because it's one of the few jobs where you're like you literally like see like you know the results 
like it's instant. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like you're like, here's a building, here's your fucking That wrecking. would be a satisfying job. Yeah, here's your wrecking ball, remove this building or whatever, right? And yeah. so it's like it's ranked as super high in terms of like satisfaction. I wonder if she derives the same amount of satisfaction. I bet you she does. Yeah, like she probably like finishes this article and she's just like she just sits in it, you know, she goes, This yeah. is nice feeling. Well, it's all that ideology that may, doesn't make people better. And this is the last one where Danny sent me this, but it was another uh, Canadian thing. But it was a remote work is protecting employees from toxic workplaces. Now employers must do better, says expert. And employees shielded from everyday microaggressions, inappropriate remarks, expert says. And a lot of it is like, you know, saying that they should stay home <laughs> because all of the, you know, these women have been dealing with just nonstop yeah, microaggressions. Yeah, exactly. And there's no, none of those that are at home. Not, well, I'll tell you what. She must have been listening to Zoom calls that I'm on because there is some fucking microaggressions. <laughs> I start every fucking Zoom meeting with I go, oh, put on some weight, huh? <laughs> I go, eating for two tonight. <laughs> I go, hey, hey, toots. Eyes up here. <laughs> I go, what's your name? Sandra. I go, ah, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's kind of shitty of you. I start mine with a, zoo, a land acknowledgement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really long one. Yeah. And I also want to admit that I bought this computer secondhand, and this computer was James's computer. So <laughs> respect to James. You know what's funny is uh, a few different people told me this. Last year, all the companies were all on board with like Juneteenth being a holiday. Mm -hmm. So it was like a, you know, a huge thing, like sent out the big thing. Like, you know, uh, everyone has a day off. This is a big thing. And then this year, most of them just didn't, they like didn't, they're not, it's not a holiday anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a national holiday. It's not a national holiday. A lot of, no, it's not a, you have to like, it's a, it's a national holiday, but not one that employees can't, uh, they have to make their kids. Oh, I thought they made it. Oh no. I'm thinking of no. in Canada, they made the fucking, the native thing. Well, this one, this holiday. one, a lot of companies were, uh, was a day off for everyone. And then a year later, they're kind of like, do we have to still give them a day off on? That like, that's like, not as much of a hot issue anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like with the black lives matter, all the businesses that put out the black lives matter things. And then Eventually, like, you know, take them down. well, the sun is, a, you know, going to just fade them out and then, then they're going to have to make a decision. Like they're in their window and they didn't even put them up. So they just get a new they, one forever. Well, well they yeah. just put them up because straight up they're like, don't, don't break my, window. don't break my windows. That became like the default, like sign of please don't break my shit is, <laughs> is the black light for all this. You know, there's obviously people who yeah. were on that shit before, but there was a, yeah. the people who got really late were like, I just don't want my shit broken. So I concede. And, but then there's going to be a day when they're like, so what do we do? We take these down. Just remove these? Of course. Well, Alexandra Joseph works in a consulting firm in Kitchener, and she says that working from home has been a saving grace. She has fewer in-person interactions with people, which means fewer in opportunities to face microaggressions. And you like the girl. She had the co-founder. was The the girl writing this article, is a, she's the diversity consultant at a company called Devonify. Devonify, <laughs> yeah. Devonify.com. Uh, <laughs> Quite a racket that she's it's, Oh, dude, I, I did you check out the website? No. What's okay. going on? Oh, it's, oh, I've been all over it. So uh, first off, it's uh, if you wonder where the name come from, it's uh, diversity plus unify. Okay, divonify, <laughs> which nice. doesn't make sense because where did the O come from? It should be divunify. <laughs> I'm like looking at it, it goes D I V O N I F. <laughs> right so there's on. there's the N N I F Y from right. unify, and then there's div from diversity, and then she just threw an O in there. Exactly. The O, but. So, but so this girl's basically saying to these people, like, 
you know what I mean? Oh, you're you're in such better health now because you haven't had to be at work. And by the way, it is better. I honestly think a pretty fair system moving forward now that everyone's had both two or three days a week, you make the employees go in and then two of them, they don't because you are losing out on creating like a workplace culture. And I know I'm being fucking kind of a, you know, a snitch by telling people that I should have to go back to work. But I'm just saying, if you were like running a company and the pro, cause a lot of I people have a lot of friends who are like, I want, want to go back, to go back yeah, some yeah. days. I, I don't want to live it. Like, like they're yeah, my three buddy, days a week is perfect. Three days a week. And then two days a week, you can work from home. I think dude, my buddy, perfect. especially he's in like outside of Toronto, but like with the lockdowns, he's like, dude, I spend 24 hours a day at home. No, it's no good. He's like, I take, I don't leave the house. That's not healthy. And then on top of that right now, all these companies are benefiting from the fact that most of their employees got hired before. There's no, I'm sure there's a few, but like most companies, you know, they have new employees during the pandemic or whatever, but most employees are coasting off the fact that they spent years creating this culture. I've also spoken to people who they're like, yeah, I kind of like work harder in COVID. It actually sucks. They're like, I could fuck off more like when I was in an office. Right. But because like they have like, dude, they have all these like the mouse logger. Half and half. They have the mouse logger where it's like if your mouse is mouse loggers or whatever. So then it's like it says you haven't moved your mouse in. I would want a mouse logger, dude. Well, there's all these people. People have these hacks or something where it's like, you know, it's just like, a, like the drinking bird from Simpsons <laughs> where it literally, dude, it is where Come people on. have like these things that'll That's just great. like kind of just keeps touching your fucking, uh, yeah, keypad to show you the drinking bird. Yeah. Man. I love that. Well, sh- her sort of thing that she's saying is essentially like no one should leave their house. Like you should just stay in your fucking bubble. You never leave your room. Every job should be done from there. That's the only way that we can deal with the fact that it's so scary out there. And not to say that there ain't douchebag guys, but the idea that your whole life is just walking around, some guy comes in, knocks your fucking <laughs> shit off your desk. You know, you walk through by, he's whistling at you. Woo, woo. You know, I can't whistle. Them. Dude, they have a fucking aggressive. Oh, ter- someone's dressing to get banged out. She, by the way, Devonify has a pretty aggressive territory acknowledgement on their, uh, <laughs> they gotta get on their website. Dude, listen to this, okay? As <laughs> As we are a collection of consultants, the land on which Devonify is situated is the is in traditional territories of many nations, including the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, Neutral, Ojibwe, Odawa, Potawatomi, who are still present on this land. We live and work in Treaty 2 and Upper Canada Treaty territories. While we are all treaty people as a settler-run organization, and we recognize that'll be $200. <laughs> that significant work remains to be done to uncovering truth and working towards reconciliation. And then, but they should, one little thing they should add is we're not actually doing anything <laughs> no no they do that they yeah, say yeah. all that and they go so anyways yeah um your employees should uh stay home no yeah. 200 bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh racist zoom's racist uh... <laughs> yeah that's kind of what they do right they go okay anyways this drive was okay we're big <laughs> no this is what they say they go all right listen uh so we charge 500 dollars an hour we'll start now just want to make an acknowledgement. <laughs> they go, hey, we got a, this five hundred dollars an hour. Can we ask a question? <laughs> and the Agnala tribe, the Nagahuga tribe. <laughs> this, <laughs> you doing it? How funny is it doing a, a two-hour land acknowledgement when you're making five hundred bucks? Should an we hour? get? Should we get a free consultation for the boys cast to how to make the boys cast more diverse <laughs> yeah, yeah. and inclusive? Because like straight up, you'd be like, okay, so there's two of us. We're both white. What do we do? And they'll be like, so uh, fire both of your, bo- fire both of yourselves. Yeah. Both step down and then just. You know, hire two new people. Only uh, do articles so about like, how you're bad. Or whatever, but then like the next week's We voice. have to pull a Jeopardy where we can be the producer still. I guess. We go, okay, we'll step back in the, and then we'll- Or we can- We'll, uh, we'll elevate. Or if, or we could also transition and win the Jeopardy finals. <laughs> like our girl. 
Like I get. It's a peaceful, safe place, and you don't hear background noise. There's no office chatter. But they, this this woman's like literally selling you the dream that like all your employees are almost dead. So you know what I mean. You could do this now, or you can wait for them to all officially die because their their life's a nonstop living hell. They said for many marginalized employees, the option to work for home has given them a sense of release. This is the thing. This is the thing they can't do in South a- South Korea, right? They legitimately in South Korea they can't say that this is obviously their microaggressions are, are this. no. But listen, they're obviously <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> obviously kind of saying like you know girls don't want to be in the workplace, but they know that they can say like this is you know it's rate the office is racist, right? Like someone might ask yeah. you about your hair or something mm-hmm. like that, and you're black, but they know that they can attach race to it and it's way more touchy. But South Korea, they can't really do this kind of stuff, right? Because no. it's all like a unit. Like the well, they're all they're so yeah, they're so similar that they don't have that kind of diversity. Yeah, so I think that... Do you think maybe South Korea should hire them? The <laughs> yeah. whole country should be like, you know what, you guys you guys need some diversity consultants to come in because this is pretty You're getting similar. a pretty one race, yeah. Yeah. What they should do is maybe put men in the cages because they can't be contained because they can't men just can't stop microaggressing, right? So we're just we're just one what happens is they we men work from the cages and women are at their desk, you know, and then the women men are in the cages, like you know, and then we they they have one girl that's sort of uh you know, like the whipping girl that takes it for everyone or they make it a guy because it should be a guy dressed as a girl. So I guess yeah, we're yeah, back yeah, to an, a real girl. Right. <laughs> right, right. But they come by and then the men in their cages, oh, 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 nice tits, you know, oh, I'd fuck you, you know, and then we they, we get it out of our system, but we still leave the cage. And then at the end, when like five o'clock runs, they have different bells where the girls leave. So they're safe. You know, they have a different hallway that they can sort of tunnel under so they don't have to be around the men that are going to microaggress them. And then they throw us our lunch, like they throw you your fucking, you know, here's a fish, here's like they throw you, uh, you know, a bagel. Sounds like the boys cast should get into the diversity consulting game. Yeah. That's, by the way, in terms of like, like I actually sometimes do kind of have like respect for a nice grift. I do too. You know, because you're like, (laughs) as much as this is so bullshit, but like this is such a fucking ridiculous thing and good on you for like, like, you know. Well, they said in the space impacted, uh, people may fail. They need to alter the way they speak. So this is what they're saying. You know, like people can't use their you know slang that they you can't go into work and be like I got fucking guma. <laughs> like if you if you're for example if you talk like that or around you, your household or, you, or if you swear a ton and you're if you swear life. a ton but that's cultural. Like you, you go no, but my culture is like that. I come you come in you go hey who the fuck is going you know yeah the, if, the, if you happen like, to talk like, like that in your workplace and they don't like it right yeah but like this the the sentence you're even saying. As you go, uh, impacted people may feel the need to alter the way they speak, dress, or even do their hair, said James, but often at home they don't have to. Yeah, it's called a job. It's literally like <laughs> yeah. everybody has nobody ever been at a job and you go, hey, you hang out with someone like you go, let's go like grab some beer. And then you go, oh, there's like a different person. But one of the things they're they are talking about is like there may have been a thing in the past where like someone would show up with like an afro or something and people would be like, hey, you can't kind of have that haircut or whatever. Mm. You got to have some balls, though, in today's climate. If, like, you know, you hire, like, a black guy and he shows up with, like, a big hair and you fucking tell him he's got a shit. Like, yeah. I don't think this is happening. To- Anyone's no, got no. a brain on them now knows that's the last thing yeah. they'll ever say. Hey, Mike, we kind of have a dress code and dashiki is not that. <laughs> you know, you so got if you could go home and change <laughs> and come back in a suit because yeah. this is a big the investment The doctor's bank. office, yeah. <laughs> this is a big investment bank. It's not that you can't wear a dashiki. It's just that nobody can. And he goes, oh, okay. And when 
women, yeah, yeah, your funeral, pal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, women can sort of already wear whatever they want. They can show yeah. up in like some wacky outfit with all sorts of, you know, different pins and all sorts of different stuff all over it, all weird makeup, looking like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> and the bosses can't say anything, whereas a guy sort of have to wear a suit. That's just kind of the way it is. But they know that they can't get away with this stuff unless they add the racial component. Because it is true. If someone has like a traditionally like dreadlocks or something like that, and you're a boss right now and you tell them they got to shave their dreadlocks, you fucking, oh. good luck with that. Oh, you God. tell yeah, you tell an Asian person you go we're a no we're sort of a no bowl cut company. I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess it's like if why can't someone have dreadlocks? But I'll tell you what, if you fucking white guys trying to get hired at the bank with dreadlocks, that's luck. their culture. Good luck. That's their culture of white reggae guy, white, white Rastafari. We're constantly on guard. We're constantly protecting ourselves. She says it's like going into battle. She says going into the office for like most people is like a battle for of microaggressions. Because they have such a huge psychological effect on our mental health and even... I mean, yeah, where do you work? Like, Staples? Where, where, where is this spot where it's just like a fucking psychological battle? And by the way, work does suck, but it's like, you don't really need to, like, repurpose it where you go, it sucks because, like, men can't do stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, agreed. A lot of jobs suck and a lot of bosses yeah. are assholes. But, but it's also, not, like, it's you not work like in a cushy inter- office job. Like, she's not talking about... Oh, like, she's here. got the like, fucking about job the of Ma- the year. Think about the McDonald's by your house. That's a fucking battle. If you work at that McDonald's, you are showing up to fucking work every day, like, January 6th, like guards at the fucking Capitol. You got, like, all the gear, the riot gear, and it gets crazy in there. Yeah. You know, that's a th- battle. This is not your f- accounting job. It's not a battle. Also, the uh, they said they have a zero tolerance policy for microaggressions, discrimination or whatever. But like, just imagine like fucking getting called into your job for microaggressions, how much that would blow where they come in and they're like, hey, Denny. A little talk, you know, the whole whole fucking kitten caboodles there, oh, yeah. right? They, they had to bring down like the executive manager, like the branch manager, and they sit you down and they go, last week, did you ask Candace what she's having for lunch? It's none of your business. <laughs> it's come to our attention that you've been, uh, that you have been hounding Karen to tell you her, the recipe for her food. That's an <laughs> ethnic dish, Danny. That is not your business. So anyways, you're on nine months probation. It's like, uh, I heard you, uh, commented on, uh, Shelly's beef patties and you said that you thought those looked good yeah what did you mean what by the fuck that do you mean by that what did you mean that they looked do you know good? who these all are the diversity consultants they're all Lionel Hutz yeah they're ambulances <laughs> like they're, yeah they're ambulance chasers they're like no they're not Lionel Hutz they're the guy who sells the monorail they're the monorail guy from yeah. the Simpsons <laughs> They literally they take up. your money and then they fucking leave town and you go, are we any less racist? And you go, no, because we weren't racist to start. Yeah. I would love if, just poor. if people ever got to a point where they could use this, like use this stuff for their like cultures, like that aren't, you know, Indian or something like a, the white guy being like, so I can't fucking say fucking anymore. This is how I was raised, <laughs> born and raised. Just because you are a fucking city slicker, you're going to enclose your city slicker ways on my fucking way that I fucking talk. <laughs> you're going to tell me I can't fucking light up a dart at my, <laughs> you're going to tell me I can't hack a dart at the office. That's my culture, bud. <laughs> or just, yeah, the Italian guys like, Hey, Oh, fucking, you're going to tell me that I can't bake pizza. <laughs> he has a pizza oven on it. <laughs> I can't have a Z, bake a ziti while I'm at work. <laughs> Italian culture that you fucking eat up the zine. <laughs> just want to make a ziti, yo. Uh, you're telling me I can't. This is, a, this is a cultural mishap. If you're telling me, I'm going to have to get the fucking guys in here if you're telling me that I can't have a fucking pizza oven on my desk. So there you have it. <laughs> 
So well, that's, Danny's that's reducing it. hairline. Just fucking my, getting it all episode. I'm reducing hairline. Patreon.com slash the boys cast. You already know what it is. Bonus episode every week. The Patreon has been cooking. We appreciate all the high value males who have subscribed. I am at Ryan Long Comedy. Daniel is at Danny Jokes. Yay, yay. New video every Monday. And I just want to say actually Friday. one thing. And I, bonus I, I had a fucking, from my old, uh, my first stand-up album or whatever, just kind of a cool thing, uh, which the offer still stands. But I just had a bunch of the CDs, which CDs are useless. You had all of them, actually. Yeah, I had, I had a good <laughs> chunk of them. No, no, a bunch of them are in Toronto. I just brought a box of them when I moved to New York. Right. But anyways, I fucking put out a thing being like, hey, go make a donation. Because there's that crazy fire in the Bronx where like so many people died. And I was like, go make a donation to this. And I'll probably where the girl was rapping. That's what started Probably it. started that fire that killed all those people. But I was like, hey, uh, make a donation and show it to me and I'll send you a CD. And a bunch of people did. So... Oh, That's, badass. Yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, appreciate you. And if you want one, just go make a $5 donation. I'll send you a fucking... Badass. Yeah. Peace. Badass.